Welcome, welcome, welcome to another podcast with me, yours truly, Daryl J. Bennett. Today we got to talk, y'all. We got to talk. We got to talk. We got to talk. We got to have a heart to heart. We've got to talk about Donald Trump, Colorado, Maine, the 2024 election and this effort to remove him from the ballot. As you know today, or maybe you don't know, today um, the word came down from Maine that he is also, as of now, expelled from the ballot um, in Maine, the presidential ballot. That would be both the primary ballot as well as the presidential ballot um, for the election. And, you know, I, I just want to say this. Anybody who's concerned about the rule of law, anybody's concerned about the future of this country, anybody who, who's concerned about the sanctity of what's left of the judicial system, um, in, in, in America should really be concerned about what's taking place right now. Now, let me just put a disclaimer here. This is not a political uh, message. Um, I think really, regardless of what your politics may be, this is really just about what's taking place on the surface now and what could happen in the future should we allow this to take place. I'm not going to be long. I'm just going to say this. Although there are a litany of reasons why I think this is unconstitutional and concerning, um, let's just start with this reason. He hasn't been convicted of anything. And I, for one, am concerned about anybody um, being removed from a ballot on any level who has not been convicted of anything, particularly convicted of insurrection, to have finders of fact uh, and I use the word finder of fact in air quotes to have finders of fact to unilaterally, because that's essentially what's happening, unilaterally circumvent the voice of the people, circumvent uh, the voting process and say, well, this person should not be allowed on the ballot is super concerning. And I want to tell you why. If this can be done to a former president, someone of status and wealth and power and who is in a privileged position, regardless of what he's done in the past and is continuing to do. He's in a privileged position. If this can happen to him now in 2023, imagine what they can do to you and your children later. Just because they don't like you. Just because they don't like what you stand for. Just because they don't like something in the past. I will continue to go back to the point that he has not been convicted of anything. And I thought in this country you were innocent until proven guilty. Um, I thought that still in this country, there was that at least. And we're seeing that because perhaps uh, the powers that be, as it were, recognize that it, he might not be able to be defeated on the ballot. There seems to be this rising effort to find any way at all to keep him from becoming president. And the reason why that is concerning is because we do have a system of law in this country, whether you like it or not. Um, I would imagine that there are many people who have been elected president throughout your lifetime, whoever you are that you're listening to, that you have not agreed with their politics. You have not agreed with what they've said. You perhaps didn't even think that they should have ever been allowed to run. But the fact of the matter is, in this country, we have a democracy and and not a monarchy. Uh, we the same way that we overthrew King George the uh, Third many years ago in this country, and we said that there are certain inalienable rights. We're not going to allow some king from a throne room to decide 
the future of our people. We're not going to allow electors or we're not going to allow people who are attorneys generals or uh, tribunals who are meeting in secret, because let's be clear, they're meeting in secret, meeting in back rooms to decide the future of this nation. It is concerning. It is disturbing. And I, I believe that we are turning a corner in this country that we may not be able to turn back from should this thing stand. Now, what is standing between the rule of law, the sanctity of law, and where we are today right now is the Supreme Court. We are waiting for the Supreme Court to decide, one, if they're going to hear these cases, which almost certainly they will now, when it was just Colorado that made the decision, there was a question whether or not they would insert themselves. Now that we have two states that have done it, it's almost certain that the Supreme Court has to rule on this. And see, this is what people have to understand. And I hope you hear this. I hope you hear this. When we were in law school, one of the things that we were taught is that every when when law comes or excuse me, case law or uh, let's not even call it case law. When there are decisions that come down from any of the branches, judicial, legislative, executive, it sets precedent. It sets precedent. So we have to look beyond the person that's in the crosshairs of whatever the law is at the moment or whatever the judicial decision is at the moment, whatever the court case is at the moment. And we have to look down the corridors of time and ask, is this the precedent we want to set? Do we want to set a precedent that uh, people who have not been convicted of anything or convicted of, let's say, not just convicted, not just not convicted of anything, but convicted of uh, insurrection, convicted of the charges that would cause them to be removed from a ballot? Do we feel comfortable with finders of fact or electors that sort of say, well, we think he did it. We're sure he did it. Um, and we don't want him on the ballot. Do we feel comfortable with that sort of assessment to prevent people from running for the presidency? Now, I want to say this, and I want to say this with respect. And I, and I want to quote someone. I don't remember the person's name now, but there, there's nothing more powerful than an idea whose time has come. I, I would say this. For those that think that a court case will keep Trump off the ballot. Maybe it would keep him off the ballot. Maybe it would even keep him from becoming president. But it will not prevent the ideas from moving forward. Now, I want to say this. Anybody that's been watching the Republicans, at least, um, the ones that are the Republicans that are running, many of them are his lackeys. Many of them, some of the Republican nominees for president, many of them supported him and therefore supported January 6th and the insurrection. So if we're going to, uh, because where does the line, where do we draw the line? If we're going to remove him from the ballot, I would raise my hand and say from where I sit, we need to remove everyone also that supported him. 
Everyone that got up in uh, in the Capitol, uh, not just that stormed the Capitol, but after the Capitol was stormed, those that were legislators that stood up and said, no, 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 what was done was right. I think we need to remove them from ballots and we should not just remove them from presidential ballots. We should be removing them from state office ballots. We should be barring them forever from running for any type of office at any time because, in fact, once we've made the decision that supporting insurrection is an offense that can allow someone to be removed from a ballot, even when they have not been convicted of anything, then, well, there's many people who supported the insurrection and they weren't the ones that were on the mic telling people to go and march. Let's be clear. January 6th was an attack on not just the Capitol, not just the Capitol Police, not just the people that were there, but it was an attack on our democracy. But it was not just Donald Trump. It was not just Donald Trump that made this possible. You know how they, you know how you watch the movie and they say, you know, these people made this possible. This was made possible by a whole host of hands, including, including the Speaker of the House, who's sitting right now and presiding over very important issues. So if we're going to remove Donald Trump from a ballot, I think we have a lot of people we need to remove because they supported the insurrection. Certainly, they supported the insurrectionists, and they supported the attack on our democracy. But because we would not make that decision, and I and I would I I think we could all agree that if Donald Trump were not doing so well in the polls, and if it were not almost, you know a huge possibility, if not an inevitability, that he would be the next president of the United States if everything remains the status quo, I don't think we'd be having this discussion. I don't think there would now be this concern, and I use concern in air quotes, about uh, insurrection on January 6th if they thought that the democratic process would hold up. But because they believe that the democratic process would still lead to his election, now there comes this question of how do we circumvent the voice of the people? And I just think we've got to be very careful about that, and we need to be vigilant about it. I'll end on this point. Today, it's Donald Trump. Today, perhaps it's an easy decision for those who maybe listen to me and say, well, he clearly said what he said, and he did what he did. Yeah, but it's, it's really bigger than Donald Trump. This is about the rule of law. So what happens later when uh, someone is running for president and they're doing very well and they're not Donald Trump? And maybe they aren't in a privileged position and maybe they don't look like Donald Trump and maybe they don't have Donald Trump's money and maybe they weren't a former president of the United States, but you don't like a Facebook post that they put up. Do we remove them from a ballot? Or they said something in college that you didn't like. Because that's that's essentially where we're going. Or, or, or they made a comment or a series of comments at a rally. Maybe not recently. Five years ago. Ten years ago. Is it okay if we say, well, let's just remove them from the ballot? I think not. I absolutely think not. So I hope and we are um, in the process of reaching out to folks on a national level to sign and work with those who are absolutely challenging this new attack on democracy, because this is an attack on democracy. I don't care, Democrat, Republican, whoever these attorneys generals are, whoever they are, we are absolutely and totally against uh, removing people from the ballot. We believe 
that there should be voting. We believe that the people's voice should be heard, just as it's been in this country since 1776. And again, there have been many folks who've been elected that we've not agreed with, and we haven't agreed with their policies, and we haven't agreed with their very candidacy. But we do believe in the sanctity of the rule of law in this country, and hope that you would too. So it's food for thought. I'll continue to share with you uh, as we get more and more um, information that's coming down. But this is extremely concerning. It's a turn of events that's not unexpected because, well, I think people are in desperate mode. And uh, people who are desperate will do anything. <laughs> we saw that in January 6th. And we're seeing it now in December of 2023. One way or another, what we do know is that next year is going to be a turning point for this nation, whoever is elected, however they are elected. And this is probably, and they say it every year, but this is probably for sure the most important election, not just of our time, but of all time in our nation's history. Stay tuned. We'll be sharing more. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.